Our scripture today comes from the book of Thessalonians, chapter 3, verses 9 through 13. How can we thank God enough for you in return for all the joy we have in the presence of God because of you? Night and day, we pray most earnestly that we may see you again and supply what is lacking in your faith. Now may our God and Father himself and our Lord Jesus clear the way for us to come to you. May the Lord make your love increase and overflow for each other and for everyone else, just as ours does for you. May he strengthen your heart so that you will be blameless and holy in the presence of our God and Father when our Lord Jesus comes with all his holy ones. Thank you, God, for the inspiration of this word. Amen. Welcome to our Reflection on Sunday for November 30th. My name is the Reverend Michael Drew Davis. And if you join us in our in-person gatherings, today is our first interaction with a book written by Adam Hamilton called The Journey. There is a journey that takes place in our lives that moves us closer to the images that Jesus Christ has stored for our lives. The teaching images that we interact with daily that reveals beautiful mysteries to us. The images of who we can be as the active hands and feet of Jesus Christ in the greater world. And in this book study, we are going to look at the journey of Mary, Joseph, and Jesus to this point of celebration that our Redeemer is born in the world. Now, this week's focus is a focus on the candle of love, and it is amazing the doors that can open when we are willing to display to the greater world that we have a love and connection with our greater Redeemer. I want to share with you a narrative that I have shared in different ways in the past, but it is a beautiful image of how in any place, in any setting, the unexpected true wholeness of our love of God can open doors of opportunities that we never expected in some settings that we never expected them to take place in. As many of you know, I've shared in different videos and in different conversations, one of the loves of my life is the the music of the monkeys, the 1960s band, the monkeys. Now there's so much that the monkeys has given me as an individual. Now I, of course, I wasn't alive in 1965 when their television television program came on the first time. I wasn't around yet when they were out selling the Beatles and some of their records until that dastardly record Sergeant Pepper came along. But 
I wasn't there at the firsthand narrative. I was a part of the second wave that happened in 1985 when a television station called MTV. Now, for you kids that may be watching this, there used to be this television station that showed music videos all the time. You may not know it today, but the M in MTV stands for music, music television. And 24 hours a day, it was like a jukebox showing music videos. And to celebrate the 20th anniversary of the Monkees, they set out a time that they showed the Monkees television show. And that's how I found my connection to Davey, Mickey, Peter, and Mike, the monkeys. There was so much that came from that and some relationships that came through that that I will share with you as we go through this conversation. Because when we find something that is a common love in our lives, we can begin to set aside differences, focus on what a common love is, and build relationships in very special ways with individuals who can have lifelong significant relationships in our lives. Now for me, finding that love of this music, this, this random prefabricated rock band from the 60s helped me have a relationship with my mom's sister, my aunt. And I would have an opportunity to, to have a McDonald's cheeseburger with her and have an opportunity to talk about a love for this TV show, a love for this music, and how she, at my same age, 20 years earlier, had those same feelings, had that same connection, had that same draw to the same music, the love of a band. Building a relationship between an aunt and a nephew. That relationship also dealt with my mom. And as I can shared my love, as I went to the record store and the records started coming out, the monkeys actually put out a new record during this re-evolution of, of their popularity because of MTV. I had a chance to share with my mom her connections to Davey, Mickey, Mike, and Peter. And I began to have beautiful stories with family members about something silly and, yeah, insignificant. But it became memory-building conversations now that I have not had my aunt in my life for almost 30 years. I still have this image of a very dear caring family member, and wonderful stories and conversations because of the love of a band. Now that's transcended too. When we find a love, a focus on something that we are drawn to, that we love, it doesn't just build our connection and our relationships with those who were before us, but it also helps us become the ones who start the stories and start the conversations and share that love on to the next person so that we can build hope, peace, and joy within them because of a common love. Music, 
is one of the few things that multiple generations can have a co-equal love in and love for. Just as much as my aunt and my mom were fans, as, as my aunt loved Davey and my mom was a Peter girl, I, I'm a Mike Nesmith guy. And now I have been able to share that love of music with my oldest daughter. And, and she and I, not so long ago, had the opportunity to go see Mickey, Mike, and Peter. Unfortunately, Davey had passed away before this concert. But I got to share that love with the next generation. And through sharing that love with the next generation, not just the story of that music is pushed even further of being heard, but it builds another layer of a relationship that started being built with a mom and an aunt and now is being built with a daughter. It's amazing how love can transcend time, especially when we're willing to share it. There's another beautiful image that I get of love that exists within my narrative of what love is. As I continue with my narrative of, of the love, of, of the music, of this prefabricated band in the 1960s, the, the television show wasn't about a pre-existing band. They put out a, an audition call and Mike Nesmith and Peter Tork and Mickey Dolans and Davy Jones all went out and auditioned to become this fictitious band who became a real band and became a source of conversations, again, for a mom and a son, an aunt and a nephew, and a dad and a daughter. That narrative continues to go. Within that reality comes how we can see love open doors. Now, I shared a minute ago how the, the, the monkeys outsold the Beatles so many times until that dastardly Sergeant Pepper came out and the, the kings of rock and roll, the four kings sitting oddly along the wall, as Mickey Dolan shares, and alternative title is the name of the song, at least for this recording. As it came along that Michael Nesmith and his wife went to, uh, his wife Phyllis, I was worried I wouldn't remember her name, and then it jumped straight out. Mike Nesmith and his wife Phyllis went to a, a journey to England, and while he was in England, he really wanted to see and meet John Lennon, one of the writers of the Beatles, one of the four kings. Mike Nesmith very, very just deep-heartedly wanted to meet John Lennon and have a conversation with him. That is, when he got into his hotel room, he and his wife Phyllis, I, I don't know if Christian was born yet at this time, Mike's son, but I know that Mike Nesmith was in England and he wanted to write a letter to John Lennon that would catch his attention. And his attempt to catch John Lennon's attention was just a short letter. And it's inside this book I have with me. It's called Infinite Tuesdays. It's, a, it's an autobiography about, written by Mike Nesmith. And he says in his book, 
I needed to come up with some kind of structured signal like a seraphim, except without me waving any flags. And I signed the letter, God is Love, Mike Nesmith. Hi, I would like to meet you. If you have time, and I am at the Grover, Groversnor Hotel in London. That was what he said. I would like to meet you if you have time. I'm at this hotel. And I needed to come up with something, some kind of structured signal, except without me waving any flags. And I signed the letter, God is love. I don't know what part of the message worked, but he called a few hours later after I sent the letter and invited me and Phyllis to stay with him and his wife at his home. He sent his big black Rolls Royce to pick us up, and this was the first I learned of the grand English tradition of having house guests. Mike Nesmith's simple statement, God is love, inspired John Lennon so much to have this conversation with one of the members that John Lennon referred to as the musical version of the Marx Brothers. But that willingness of reaching out and that bold statement of proclaiming within this letter, hey, John Lennon, I want to come over and visit you. God is love. Mike Nesmith opened the doors of John Lennon's home for Mike and Phyllis Nesmith, and they had a chance to sit in the company of one of the four kings. And instead of staying in a hotel, they stayed in the castle. I want us to think about a, a different imagery of that whole story, because every time that we proclaim that God is love, it opens a door for us to find our place in the kingdom. It enables us to find our place in the king's presence. And as we celebrate that God is love, it opens a reality that all are welcome to be within the castle of God's love and to move within God's love and to celebrate that who we are is loved by a king because we're willing to proclaim who is the source of our love. If you've ever gotten an email from me, especially if you have one that has my automated signature on it, quite frequently you see the statement, God is love, True Davis. I share that for two reasons. I share that because I feel it and believe it, and I believe that statement is a unifying statement that we all need to be reminded. And... I think about a door that was open one day for a guy from Texas who wanted to sit in the palace with one of the four kings and have a conversation. And the proclamation of what love is opened doors that could not have been opened in any other way. As we celebrate the candle of love this week, remember how our love for things can build relationships. And remember how our proclamation of that love can open doors that can allow us to have conversations 
that can also build relationships in very loving and unique ways. That was our reflection on Sunday for today, November 30th. My name is the Reverend Michael Drew Davis. God is love. Amen. We'd like to have the opportunity to get to know you. Please email us at ncumcinfo at gmail.com. And if you've been enjoying our services online, please email us. Please say hello. Again, that's ncumcinfo at gmail.com. And also, if you'd like to give to our church, please go to northcoastumc.org and click on the Give button. Again, that's northcoastumc.org and click on the Give button. Thank you for joining us.